Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here joining me on this very fine 8th of January, Mr. Lee Hancock. Lee here. Mate, how are you? I'm well, how are you? You settling into 2022 all right? Trying to. No, it's always a, a bit of a different different change up. Are you sticking to your New Year's resolutions? I know we're not one, you know, we said the other week we're not really into that type of thing, but have you been the little ones you've uh, set sticking not, to them? Not really. Um, if, if you're not full-fledged for your like New Year's resolutions, you don't really stick to them. I wanted to save a bit of money. Yeah, but, um, going well so no, far? Not really. Not <laughs> Down really. the drain. That's, That's all right, right, mate. Only good things to come from here on out. <laughs> Also, a man who I know is sticking to his New Year's resolutions, Mr. Roe Hancock. I How are your, uh, your gym routine? You're into a, in full swing now, yeah, mate. We're off to a flying start. Uh, well, I mean, three times throughout the week. It's brilliant. Not, can't be considered a gym junkie like this person. Uh, here, coincidental but, uh, that you are once again wearing a uh, sleeveless t-shirt there. <laughs> you got to let, uh, let the pythons breathe, Nick. You know, let you the just pythons go. just slither around. Yeah, but mate, no, it's been, it's been a good start achieving things already, which is good. But 2022, does this feel like our year? Well, we said it would be, so I hope so. <laughs> It'd be pretty pretty upsetting if we'd thrown in the towel already eight days in. But yeah. nevertheless, we are here back fit and firing after, you know, I think what we can consider a pretty triumphant return last week. Yep. We mentioned on last week's show that this week we would be starting as a two-part series, um, giving our mid-season grading for both the East and the West. Today is yep. the Eastern Conference, so certainly looking forward to doing that. Uh, I know it certainly sparks quite often a bit of debate amongst the team, Certainly, which, yep. you know, that's where we do our best work, isn't it? Yep. You know, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen late. That's it. Uh, before we get into today's <laughs> show, though, guys, we'll also rip into some odds and ends momentarily. But a big shout out to the Spotlight Sports Network. During the week, we have officially, I guess, been inducted. Yeah, inducted yeah. into the network, guys. It's a phenomenal, um, I guess, initiative. It's, Go check out the YouTube. That's probably the best best way to go about it. Spotlight Sports Network. So it's just kind of showcasing the you know the best and brightest in sports, I guess, podcasts out there. Yeah. Um. So really having a heavily a heavy presence on YouTube at the minute, also expanding into the podcast area. So you know, for us as a team, perfect way to start twenty twenty two. Very flattering for all of us. Yeah, um. You know, during sure. the week I was chuffed. I had a bit of a video call with the team and was just you know the people within it. Uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly looking forward to growing that relationship and partnership there. And um, yeah, super excited to be uh, part of the Spotlight Sports Network. So check them out, guys, is on it, YouTube. Is it just um, Spotlight Sports Network on all platforms? On all pl- YouTube's the uh, main point of call. Instagram yep. as well, um, Facebook, but uh, YouTube is where the uh, the magic is created. Such yep. a good way to get your podcast out Absolutely. there if you're an up and coming podcast Absolutely. and trying to make traction. And as we know, and as we found out over these last few years, the podcast community is massive and they're it all is. willing to help each other, which is and so unexpected. And we yeah. mentioned that uh, a couple of weeks ago when we did our, our mailbag episode speaking of, yes. you know, cultivating the following and a bit of a community around us. And this is, you know, no greater evidence than the, uh, this initiative here. So super proud to be a part of the team, guys. Sure, Looking man. forward to what the future holds. Um, as well, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok, we uh, we start with in the last week or two a little more content being coming out. We're certainly uh, it's in the loop. It's in the loop. Building in that area, so looking forward to seeing what the future holds in that regard. Now, I I don't know if we should mention it, but I just, think so. Just prior to us going too far into this, we're having a few difficulties with the video quality today, and it's a bit on and off. happens from time to time. So 
if you could please bear with us, that'd be that'd be great. But um, yeah, just listen to our our sweet sweet voices. <laughs> it's all, close your eyes and just envision our yeah. faces. It's um, sit back, relax. It's all part of the process for us. As we said, we've got a lot in the works this year, and a big part of that is ironing out um, these little kinks. We've only just in the last couple of weeks started doing these video. A video podcast. So that's something new to us too. We're still trying to figure it out a bit. It, it will come yeah. uh, with time. It's another element that we're super excited about, but it with is. that does come a bit of a learning curve. So, you know, we're adjusting. There's a bit of a lag today, but we are. Um, we hope that doesn't deter from the product and the knowledge that we're going to impart here yep. today. I mean, even if they're seeing us in nine pixels, <laughs> it's better than nothing, surely. Yeah. Nine pixels is nine more than zero. <laughs> so there you go. Let's go. Uh, without further ado, though, guys, let's get into today's show. Let's start with some odds and ends. We're going to rip into them pretty quick today, just so we've got more time to spend on each of the teams in our grading yep. segment. Yep. Um, I'll kick starters today. We received back the first kind of results, I guess, um, uh, All-Star, what, NBA All-Star. Yeah, yeah. What's, the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Collation? Collation? Yeah, yep. yep um, of the All-Star votes, nevertheless. Um, the first ballot of votes has returned. Fan couple votes. Of fan votes has returned. So I might just quickly rip through a couple of noticeable yep. things here. Right. Um, okay. In the Western Conference, the front court, no surprises. LeBron James leading the way, followed closely by Jokic. Yep. In the guards, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Ja Morant make up the top three. Yep. Uh, we spoke quite heavily last week about Steph and Jar. Um, Luca is a favourite. Look, yeah. look in the corner there, the Luka Doncic signed exactly jersey there. Right, yep. An investment row, wasn't it? It no, was Not investment. a purchase, an investment. It's already gone up in value just quickly. Look but... at that. Seeing him in another All-Star game will only help that. Um, in the East, Kevin Durant and Giannis lead the way in yeah. the front court and the back court. DeMar DeRozan, James Harden and Trey Young are fit and firing mm. in that regard. But I, w- I won't rip through all of it here, though, guys. Right. But I'll just make note. So what we saw initially, a couple of things here. Hmm. Lamarcus Aldridge made it in. Yeah, like what? Which you know yeah. he's he's a longevity. Fair enough. Um, oh. So he was number nine in the front yeah. court there for the East. But what surprised me is he's not someone who really sticks out in the sense no. of being a fan favorite. So that was surprising. And the fact in the back court, no. DeJounte no, Murray. No DeJounte Murray. No Shay Gildas Alexander. No Josh Giddy. No Josh Giddy. Oh, but it, it, it just made me realise that um, small market teams don't get NBA All-Star votes unless you've got a full-fledged superstar on your team. We, it's a shame. That's why LaMarcus Aldridge is in there. Because he plays on the Nets. He's, he's in New York. In the limelight. Yeah. We said the exact same thing last week, though, didn't we? When we put when Lee and I put DeJounte Murray mm. in our starting five, we said, look, as much as we want DeJounte Murray to be in there, and he's in our personal five, he's, just um, he's not going to get, going to get yeah, in the starting five. And to, to not even be in contention for an all-star position mm. after the year he's had so far, that's bewildering. But um, oh, there's, there's early. Him. He's done it early, Ro. He's given us today as a word of choice. Bewildering. <laughs> I love it. But, um, yeah, there's certainly, you know, there's often with this fan vote quite a lot of, you know, funny... Funny things that come to light here. Okay, um, here's one for you. I know yeah, we said we'd fly through these odds and ends, but just with LaMarcus Aldridge, yep. you know, there's a couple of years where a few of these cult figures and sort of meme players seem to get a lot of votes just because, you know, they're, they're fan favourites. Yeah. Now, you said LaMarcus Aldridge isn't one of those, and I would agree with that. So does that mean that if he did get enough votes, will he get go into the All-Star game or will the league step in and go, look... Well, I doubt it's sure just because the... It's 50% fan vote, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't yeah. think he's probably going to be getting the vote from the players or yeah. the coaches and media, things of the kind. So yeah. 
I wouldn't expect to see him in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Glad to see him back. Glad to see him overcome everything he has. But to be an all-star ahead of some of these other guys wouldn't have thought I think it's so. a bit of a stretch. But nevertheless, in the next couple of weeks, uh, I forgot the date. Is it the 26th of January, I believe? Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it. But I think so that's the 26th when the, of January, is yeah, it? Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Um, I think that's when the voting closes. So looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. But, yeah, you know, we've got our initial votes in. A couple of... Favourites leading the way, Steph, LeBron, you know, KD, things we expected, but looking yep. forward to seeing how the rest of it unfolds. Bit of news that surprised me, and I know he was only on a 10-day contract, but um, the Bucks are going to waive Boogie Cousins, and he'd been looking promising, though. He'd been looking like a good um, backup centre. And have therefore yep. instead signed Langston Galloway on a 10-day contract. Okay. So, you know, I, I likewise was... A little bit surprised the fact that Boogie, you know, didn't continue on, and partly due to the fact they're still without Brook Lopez. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought, you know... He deserved he, at least he, another 10-day. He's always prone to foul trouble. That's yeah. something that just goes hand-in-hand hand with him. Um, but I thought he might get a little bit more of a look-in. Mm. And, I th- and for, you know, for parts, I thought he looked serviceable. You yeah. know, for a 10-day contract, you're not expecting massive things, but I thought he'd yeah. uh, paid his... It's a confusing one, though, isn't it? Because, like, why, in your in your guy's opinion, what was the reason that he didn't get another 10-day contract? Because I think he was serviceable, and I think he had plenty of upside. So, why, if you're the Bucks, why why wouldn't you continue to give him 10-day contracts? You know, it's I mean, low low risk, sort of high reward type stuff. I don't I don't really get it. I haven't looked at their books as as of you know as of such, but I think they were looking more so to free up a roster spot yeah, and okay. you know therefore filled it with Langston Galloway could just be a sign that they're looking to pick up something off the um the buyout market in a, in a week or two's time. Um, I tell you what, my Boston Celtics are always after a big man <laughs> of high quality. So. Would you like to see Boogie there? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, even if it's on a 10-day contract or a couple of 10-day contracts, I'd love to see him bolster our big man stocks for a few weeks. But, mm. um, yeah, I'm sure he'll have the opportunity at another franchise regardless. I'll tell you someone who is getting the run back and another Here we opportunity. Go. Play it, oh, play Lance. it hard, Lance, Lance Stevenson. Stevenson. What an oh. absolute performance he put in the other night. He has been, and it's not just a one-off either. He's been doing it countless times. Um, but it, was it? Tw- he finished with thirty-two, I believe, yeah. against the Nets the other day. Was it twenty? He had twenty points in six minutes. Oh, first was quarter. it in six? In yeah, first, was it six or quarter. eight minutes? Six. I think it was six. Yeah. Twenty points in six minutes. He yeah. was just elite. And this is comes yeah. back to what I was saying. I think last year at one point or another, watching some of the uh, the CBA, the Chinese mm. Basketball Association, seeing what he was doing there, like he yeah. he can still play, mm. he oh, can still fill a fill a role for a team, and seeing mm. him back at the Pacers was just like a full circle moment there. Yeah. So, uh, and they're working on a deal to keep him there for the rest of the season, and I've heard possibly a multi year deal. So, and on the Pacers as well, um, it was initially a ten day contract. I heard today it has been extended for the rest of the season. Oh, God. But Kiefer Skies, um, Sykes, Skies, depends how you want to pronounce it. It's a bit funny in the <laughs> uh, pronunciation. Yes. Nevertheless, an NBL favourite last season with the uh, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Um, so awesome again to see another bloke from the NBL just getting that real opportunity and kind of, I guess, strengthening that pathway between mm. the NBL and the NBA. So awesome for him. He really showed out in the NBL. Wicked to see him get a chance with the Pacers and now... Been uh, having that contract guaranteed for the rest of the season. Yeah. Goodness me, I tell you, I, I don't don't know if we're touching on the NBL today. I oh, know. Le- Are you please going to the point that I'm about to say? Go for it. Uh, I, I'm not going into the same point. I don't think. But I, I was just about to mention how 
many players within the NBL would be NBA quality. And we've seen that this year. Well, should, should I run with what you're going to say? Do it. You can go with it. I don't want to cut you off here, mate, but you've given me the best segue. Our main man, Josh Giddy, coming from the NBL last season. Shout out, Gid. Unbelievable Christmas yes. present there from Roe himself. Um, this week, after transitioning from the NBL to the NBA, OKC Thunder, he's been Rookie of the Month, I think, multiple times now, November and December. Mm. He is now can officially lay claim to the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple-double. Yeah. Now, just just quickly, I, I don't want to get this wrong. He's the parcel mellow ball. Mm-hmm. He posted against the Mavs, that was a loss, nevertheless, mm. posted 17 points, 13 rebounds, 14 assists, as well as four steals in that one. Now, you know, he didn't just get a triple Like, he has smashed this triple-double. He did. 17 points, 13 rebounds, 14 Boy, assists. That is a massive showing, and therefore, as I said, became the youngest player in NBA history. And NBA there'll be, history. There'll be so many more of those to come as well. Because, Absolutely. You know, he's been on the brink of getting a triple-double at multiple times throughout the season so far. And if you look at his stats, I think he's averaging somewhere along the lines of about 12 or 13 points, 7 rebounds, yep. 6 assists. Yep. So he's having, a, he's having a really good season um, on a team which is... Battling, performing yep. quite terribly, but understandably so. Oh, it's he's... just awesome to see every like every little moment like this. Whether it's player of the month, youngest player with a triple double, it just again just fills us up with so much joy and just you know it's seeing what he can you. do. And uh, like as a fellow Aussie as yeah. well, like it's just awesome to see. It uh, really makes me it just brings a real big, big mm. genuine smile to my face. He's, but uh, he's just the epitome of um, knowing his role and knowing how to play around his role. Like he's had games mm. where he's hasn't scored any points, but he's got yep. ten rebounds and ten assists. And some games he doesn't need to score any points. You saw how efficient Dennis Rodman was. He he had countless games with zero yep. points, but countless. Um, but you know various rebounds and um, yeah, and I love it. it. I yeah. love it as well that so many people when he was selected number six were just kind doubted of doubted him. Doubted him. Were yeah. thought there would be issues with the shot. You know that's still developing, but I think he's been more than adequate. But there were you know with his style of play with with his athleticism. Mm. Yet you know, look at what he's doing. He is on fire. So he's a deceiving player, though, because he, much like Luka Doncic, that, we, that was the comparison we made the other week, wasn't he's, it? He's not. He's not super athletic, but he's crafty yeah. and he gets the best of his opponent. Plays on his kind of speed. Plays to his tempo. He does. Yeah. It's wicked. It's wicked to see, guys. So can't wait to see what he can continue to do. Not only for the rest of the season, for the rest of his career. It's certainly something we're going to be following very, very closely. So. Sure. Uh, Look forward to seeing what Giddy can do there. Just nothing else. else one last point for me, just on the um the Jack Jumpers front, the NBL here. Now they were meant to play. It was uh it was today mm. um against the Sydney Kings due to COVID though. They've recorded ten positive uh, cases within the mm. playing group there. So today's game's been cancelled as well as their game on Monday against the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Um, so again, you know, down here in Australia, Tasmania especially, um. The Omicron variant of the coronavirus is really starting to run rampant here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know here down in Tasmania, we've only got a population of you know five to six hundred thousand. We had another, I think it was two and a half thousand cases roughly just yesterday. Um, so I think there's about seven thousand active cases. Mm-hmm. So it really is starting to take a bit of a hold. It is. Um, I'm honestly like, I know everyone's sick of it, but I'm so sick of it. You want to give me a kiss? I'm so done with it. It's so frustrating. It is. 
We're sick of talking about it. I feel like we've been talking about it on and off the last, well... Better part of 18 months, 24 months. So... But yeah, it is. It's getting a hold of of the state and... And now the NBL as well being affected. So those games have both been rescheduled. Not They will be being rescheduled, not an exact date as of yet. Um, But nevertheless, a bit of blow there. And, uh, you know, for the Jack Jumpers boys... Less time in the hanging garden, partying and drinking it up. More time shooting hoops yeah. and putting work in, boys. We need some wins, so yeah. let's uh, let's get after it. Agreed. Okay, let's do it. It's time. Odds and ends, done and dusted. Let's get into it. Really looking forward to this. Always love doing kind of grading segments and things of the kind, imparting our own perspectives on each team. As I said at the top of the show, this is going to be a two-part series. Uh, we'll do the East today, the West next week. Um, and we're just grading these teams at the minute, you know, you know, our kind of rubric A, B, C, D, plus, minus, all that type of thing. Um, and we'll just see where each of the uh, 15 Eastern Conference teams fall and yeah. what we're making of their seasons so far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this. As we always say, guys, we love hearing from you guys out there. Uh, let us know what you think of our gradings, where we went right, where we went wrong. We can take it, can't we? we can. We're big boys. Hit us hard. Hit us with your best shot, Pat Benatar. There, what a tune that is! Oh, that's a that's an old school classic. And I am I, I'm a big fan. I think I was born maybe a decade or two early. Like I, I like the old school songs. He loves the Jimmy Farnham. Loves the. Do you like Jimmy Barnes? Uh, Jimmy Barnes, Jimmy absolutely. Barnes, yeah. In terms of the top couple of moments in my life, seeing John Barnum at Falls is you know right in that upper God, that's so upper sad. tier. That's so sad. Does that say I've had a sad life, or is it just sad that that's where? I have that rated. No, I just hate Johnny Farnham and and the other guy. And the other guy, righto, mate, you're just kissing Australian (laughs) music royalty (laughs) right in the arse. (laughs) Nevertheless, let's get into it, guys. Let's kickstart us in alphabetical order. We'll start today with the Atlanta Hawks. Who wants to take us away first? I reckon you go, Nick. Lead from example. Yeah, go ahead. You're You're the fearless leader of this podcast. I reckon you kick us off. You got any more nice words? That was really good to hear. No, let's do it, guys. So the Atlanta Hawks, I've given a C minus, sitting twelfth in the East at seventeen and twenty. Now I'll just put the premise quickly. I should have mentioned that a moment ago. All my kind of notes here in in regards to standings and records is prior to today's games. So currently the Hawks playing the Lakers, but they sit at seventeen and twenty. C minus, so a little below par. I think they had big expectations coming into the season. Um, I don't think really there's many other teams that have been hit harder by the coronavirus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really been a battle in that regard. So I think, you know, they've kind of cobbled together players, you know, to get enough players to play. Mm. Um, so I think they should almost be given credibility for that. We've seen teams like the Bulls, you know, Denver, I think. Other teams sit out due to not having enough players. But the, the yeah. Hawks have battled through and got players on the court. Yeah. Um, so I think that needs to be, you know, in their favour. Clint Capella's disappointed me. Not so much on the offensive end, but the defensive end, he's really, really struggled. Yeah. Um, I think that's where, you know, on the defensive end, they're, they're struggling. And he's such a key part of that. It really revolves around him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything on that end of the floor is kind of centered around what he does. So mm-hmm. he needs to pick that up. Um, but Trey Young, you know, unbelievable. Had they have had more wins, he would be well in the in the case for MVP. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. what's he averaging? 28 and a half points, four rebounds, and nine and a half assists. Mm-hmm. You know, it's phenomenal stuff. And he really is, you know, last season, the season before, since pretty much they were drafted, it's really been thought of as Luka Doncic, you know, being the clear, I guess, leader in that regard. But Trey yeah. is playing on at a phenomenal mm-hmm. level and is really, you know, 
They're 1A and 1B, I think, at yeah. this point, as opposed to 1 and 2. Yeah, well, that's the thing with um, that. Yeah. We'll, we'll say because um, they had that that little um, trade stint, um, that Trey Young and Luka Doncic would be compared to for the rest of their careers. But I don't. Th- I think those talks are coming to an end because it's becoming evident that they're just two completely different players and they have completely different play styles um, that, that they play to their own. I've given them a C- minus as well. Mm. Um, I just wanted to add on onto that. But um, right now, they're, they're fighting to be just mediocre. I don't even... I wouldn't even say they're mediocre right now, but they shouldn't be fighting for that. They're at a... They have a team, and on paper, they should have a team that should be fighting for at least a four seed. Yep. Not do just you, for mediocrity. Do you think they can... Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll pose that question in a moment, bro. What was your grading? Yeah, the look, I've given them a D plus. Um, yeah. Agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I, I just think at this point, given even, even given the players that they've had out at times, and um, I, I, I just think that... Given where we thought they would be, yep. um, and where they are at the moment, what are they sitting at, at the moment? They're, they're sitting, currently sitting twelfth. Twelfth at the moment, they're sitting seventeen and twenty, so they're a few games below five hundred. But I think just given the fact that they're far below where we thought they'd be at this point of the season, and you know, based off what we saw last season, we thought that they would probably be a top five or six absolutely um, seed again. Um, you can't give them a pass, but some of it's been out of their control yeah. as well. So. Um, well, do you think just quickly, you know, we, we'll spend a couple of minutes on each team, so I'll pose this quickly. Um, you know, last season we saw they had a pretty horrific start to the season, fired their coach and came home with a wet sail, as you so often yes. refer to, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think, like, they've got the potential that they can flip things around, it, like, at this mid-season point? Um, maybe it won't be a case of firing the coach and, I guess, well, starting again. But, you know, as I said, the battle with covid they're kind of starting to get these players back. Do you think they've got the potential to turn things around? Well, l- let's put it this way. So Philly at the moment, and we'll touch on them later, are sitting at fifth seed in the East. Yeah. So they're four games ahead of the Atlanta Hawks. Only four games. Yeah. And I, I just think the middle set, particularly the middle section of the of the East at the moment, is very, very Up tight. for grabs. There's a lot of teams, you know, just hanging on by a thread inside that top eight yeah. and a lot ready to, ta- to take their position if they happen to... Um, drop a few games, so I think I'm personally expecting them to rise um, as the season progresses. Don't worry about Hawks rising like a phoenix <laughs> from the ashes. Lee, take us away. We well, might I think Boston, Boston with Rowe, right? Oh yeah, okay. We'll start and with then Rowe. I'll go with my boys. All right, Look, good, good shout from you. Yeah. Uh, Rowe, your boys, the Beantown boys. What have you got for Boston? <sighs> D for disappointing. Oh, dear. just a flat D. Yeah, uh, flat it's D. um been a year of just letdowns and I know we've had certain key players injured such as Jalen Brown has been out for extended periods throughout the year and he and Jason Tatum are the sort of key players for this team and they're the players that we rely on to get us wins the majority of the time but it's just been a year where maybe I was kidding myself at the start of the year but I thought uh, we, we might be with the top end talent that we have and we always talk about top end talent and the correlation between that and and finishing high yep. in, in the standings i thought maybe we'll be in and around the picture but we've just been absolutely god awful this year <laughs> i have no excuse no excuse whatsoever even when we've had you know jace tatum and and jalen brown on the park we've still lost games that we really shouldn't have lost and yeah. um and it was probably no better exemplified than yesterday 
Madison Square Garden. They went in. They were really giving the Knicks a real, I guess, clapping. They were 25 points up, ended up going down to a buzzer beater three from RJ Barrett, but it just kind of signified, and I said we were talking in our group chat, that kind of sums up the Celtics season. does. Um, does. So D... You've given more a, than warranted, I think. What have you given them? I've given them a D minus, okay. and now I've kind of chopped and changed. I had them from D plus, went down mm. to a D, went down to a D minus. Um, and yesterday was really a shining light. It was in that yeah. regard. Um, they just, you know, there's been games where Tatum's been phenomenal, and Brown sucked. Brown's been phenomenal, and Tatum sucked. They just mm. can't quite get on the same wavelength, it seems. Um, which I don't know if that's going to be a long term problem. You know, there's mm. talk. Do you do you break them up? Yeah. Um, they are two all-time talents, so, you know, do you run with them? Mm. Really in a funny position at the minute. But what's disappointed me, I think more so, is, you know, there's just nothing in terms of youth. Mm. There's no young players that have really, like this year we've seen Peyton Pritchard do next to little. Yeah. There's there's not much happening in that regard. So they're not going anywhere at the moment, but there's not a lot to look forward to in the next couple of years either. There's yeah. no pathway. It's not like you in know, Detroit you look, where you have Kay Cunningham and like... Sadiq Bay players yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what the kind of... The, the, I guess the only positive is there's certain assets that are tradable. Yeah. A Marcus Smart, a Dennis Schroeder, you know, whatever else. But there's I, there's not much reason for optimism at the moment. So no. a D minus for me, Lee. I gave him a D plus. Yeah. Um, it, really, their offense has just been near god awful. Um, I haven't felt confident in Jason Tatum, you know, running the floor. I felt a bit more confident in Jalen Brown running the floor, but he's been out a fair bit this season as well. So need more ball handling. Need they more are very ISO dominated, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they are. And it's it's frustrating when a team that on paper should be in at least the top six of, of the Eastern Conference isn't, and it's all because of their um, differing effort levels at, at, on, the, on the given game. Um, I have given them a plus, and no one here has talked about some of the positives so far. I'm going to give one positive, and it's one player that's really stood out this year, and it's Grant Williams. He's yeah. been he's been absolutely amazing. He's had an insurgence um, as a as a solidified big man um, on the offensive end and on the defensive end. He's had games where he's got a true double, like five blocks. I think a couple games ago, he had a game with seven blocks. So he's really stepped up there. But overall, not happy. Are you talking about Grant or Rob? Oh, Rob. Rob yeah, Rob. I was about to say Rob. Rob deserves the, Rob the plus for sure. He's, yeah. he's been. Um, Shining light. He's been the shining light, and um, he's he won't win most improved, but he has improved significantly um, in comparison to to previous years, and it's just a shame that the other guys aren't going with him. Which Who's is Grant Williams again? <laughs> Grant Williams. I think he yeah, he's he a, plays for the yeah, Celtics as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking to myself, no, Grant, Rob, Rob Grant will the third. Rob will the third. Yeah. Well, Lee, while you're on a yeah, bit of a run here, mate. Mm-hmm. Who have you got for Brooklyn? Let's see. I'm pretty sure I gave him an A, but I'll check. Yeah, I've given him an A. <laughs> Thanks. You sure? They're on a 24-12 and 12 record. Um, they had a bit of a, a shaky start, especially with Harden at the start of the season, but um, he's turned things around. Um, I really like the bright spots, and I, it might be just because I picked him up in my fantasy league, but from Nicholas Claxton. Um, oh, I think Clax. Clax. It's a strong Clax. name, that, Nicholas. I love Nick, the name. isn't it? It's one of my favourites. Is it? 
Oh, the, no, it's more so the Claxton bit. But Jeez. The nucleus Claxton. bit sort of brings it down. Bring it back down. Brings I, it back I was up. about to say, here we go. No, Good but, stuff. No, um, that's he, all right. He's, he's, um, I, I like what I've seen from him. Um, I, has anyone else forgot that Joe Harris has been out for a majority of the season? No, I didn't win my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> you felt the full effect I felt the full brunt of yeah. his, uh, his injury. I think, so. I think he's going to make a difference when he gets back, but A from me. And A, right. Well, I've given them a B-. minus. B minus. A B minus. So as we were saying, second, 24 and 12. I still don't feel as if they're... And that's like a C is an average. So they're positive still, but I don't feel as if they've got out of first gear. Um, You know, we've just seen Kyrie come back, but that's kind of with a little disclaimer on it. You know, he's not going to be playing any games in Mm. New York. So if they're playing the Knicks, he's not playing. Any home games, he's not playing. Nor when they play the Raptors, he's not playing. So it's... A funny position Steve Nash finds himself in yeah. between, you know, getting a system that's cohesive and works and then, mm. you know, every second or third or fourth game bringing Kyrie into the fold for a game. Yeah, so strange. I think Durant's been elite MVP level just about. James Harden, again, as well, has been electric, especially in the last month or two. Mm. Um, but a stat I saw that really kind of rung true to me and the reason probably why I gave them such a low grading is... Teams that are 500 and under, so the shit kickers out of the league, <laughs> they are 10 and 10. What? So I think to be a good team in the yeah. league and to be a title-winning team, you know, as I said, they're not out of first gear yet, so read into it what you will. Mm-hmm. But a, the sign of a good team is even when you're not playing well or, you know, on a random Tuesday night in Detroit, you're going out and winning these games that you're True. expected to win. Okay, but how many times has not only you, but we all have said any team can win on any given day? It's such a it's just the way the league is. Yeah, that's on a on a night, but when you're ten and ten against teams that are under five hundred, it's showing a pattern. It happens. It a, happens. Yeah, it does. Any but team it, can win on every given It can, night. but if you're that good a team where you're a title contender or one of probably the favorite in the bookies odds i think you've got to be better than that so i still think they're positive for b minus it's not a knock but i don't think they've been as good as well when was oh when did they lose these i i figure they lost these games when kd and harden was out in protocols that's what i'm for the most part and i don't probably the teams they played were also without players as every team has been and how many times because i've just pulled the covid card the protocols card and that i feel like that's an excuse a lot of teams can use is that a worthy excuse no oh i think it is but you can't use it too much i think that's worthy of a COVID protocols. I think it's an excuse in the same way that saying, um, you know, was the playing in the bubble, winning that championship. Like everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Everyone's having issues with COVID. Yeah. That's a good analogy there. Um, Everyone's battling through this. So I... Some more than others. Like if you uh, have KD and Harden out, you're pretty screwed. Well, Paddy Mills has stepped up. He's done oh, well as that third scorer, so I gave him a plus for that. But uh, a B minus from me, Ro. What have you got for the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, I have given them a plus in in the B variety this time. Yeah. Um, I I think given that they've been without arguably one of the best point guards in the league. Well, he is one of the best point guards in the league, Kyrie Irving, for large parts of the season, still second in the East. I, I 100% agree with you, and I didn't actually know that stat, Nick, about losing um, against teams in the, what was it, in the bottom? Uh, under 500. Under 500. So yep. that's a big stat, but I think on the other side of things, I'd like to see their record against teams who sit. Um, oh, well, mid-day. we can do some pretty simple math here, can't yeah. we? So they would be, so what's that, uh, 14 simple. and 2. That's, so, wow, that's. 
Sure. Essentially, well, what I'm trying okay. to say, that, good maths, but essentially what I'm trying to say is that when they reach the playoffs, which they certainly will, they'll come up against these teams who are sitting well above 500, yeah. contending, and they'll have the belief that they can beat them because yeah. they've done it in the throughout the season so far, and they've done it on demand as well. Mm-hmm. I think a big plus should go towards our homegrown hero, Paddy Mills. He's been without a doubt. He's been such a such a spark plug yeah. for, for the Brooklyn Nets, whether he'd be starting or whether he'd be coming off the bench. He's brought that form that he had over from the Boomers to the NBA, and Absolutely. he's just thriving on a really good team. Yeah. Um, and I think that word that you just used is pretty much a, a great word to kind of symbolize his whole career when he was at the Spurs and now when he's at the Nets. He's just such a spark as soon mm. as he comes on. He's so fast. Um, he just puts up, 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 up as many shots as he wants. I, I really like The thing Patty. with Paddy Mills, just quickly as well, is that he's a spark plug regardless of if he's on the court or if he's on the bench. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you watch Energy games, guy. Yep, energy guy. He's the guy, plenty of clubs, plenty of wagon, uh, waving the um, towels and, and stuff. Revving them up. He's just such a good guy to have on your team. So, um, yeah, I think they deserve a lot of credit for, I guess, playing at the level they have been so far. Brilliant. Lee, we've still got 12 teams to go. Take yeah. us away with your boys, the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, I've given a B this year. Um, I think they're they're eighth, and um, that's fine because that's where we expected them to be. Um, but they were sitting at like fifth a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm. well, they've fluctuated quite heavily, haven't they? they Between have fifth to about twelfth, yeah. thus shows that congestion. And that happens, but you, mm. it only matters where you are at the end of the season. Um, they've got the I think it was the second best offensive. Um, and effective field goal percentage um, yeah. in the league, which is pre- which is pretty insane when you when you think of that. There's 30 teams in the league. Miles um, Bridges, let's start with him. He's in contention for most improved this year, I think. Yeah. Mm. Terry Rozier he had a standout season last year, and he's just proved that that's not a one off. He, he's doing it back to back, and hopefully throughout the rest of his career, Lamelo Ball continues to flourish as that franchise player. Kelly um, Oubre, sixth man yeah. of the year, could be a case. Perhaps. He's a favourite at the moment, um, I think. Is he? Top three, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The downfall, and it's glaringly obvious, obvious so, is so our, I've got it too. It's our defence. Okay. Uh, but our defence is is absolutely awful. We tried to get Mason Plumley, and we did get him. I don't know really why he's been all right, but it wasn't what we needed. We needed more defence. And that was the big glaring point for me. Um, I gave them a C plus, sitting eighth, as Lee said, 20 and 19 at the minute. So... Above 500, which is all credit yeah. in the world to them. So a C yep. plus. Um, they've been fantastic at home, sitting at 10 and 5. Mm. Um, away from home, they're 10 and 14. So, mm. you know, not quite as good there, but they're still holding their own. Um, I mean, Eric Collins amps us up. That's a difference maker for sure. Um, likewise, I've been tremendously impressed by Bridges. Yeah. Um, Lamello, I think, is going... He is... Just phenomenal. Yeah. His star is well and truly on the rise. Likewise, as I mentioned, Ubre, and as Roe chimed in there, Bookie's favourite, just about mm. one of the favourites for sixth man of the year. He just yep. has these games where he explodes. Mm. But the big glaring concern, as Lee said, um, I'll change mine slightly, is that centre position. Yeah. You know, it, it's an area that's causing them a lot of concern in the amount of points they're giving up. Their offensive output, to a certain extent, they've still got enough avenues in that regard. But I think... Likewise with Boston, mm. that centre position for the Hornets as well is a position that can be really short ups with a just runs so thin. Like you've got yeah. Mason Plumley, who's 
not even a formidable centre. And it's horrible because you went from Cody Zeller and you, uh, it was only a marginal upgrade. We went from Cody Zeller and Bismack Yumbo and I was like, I wasn't happy with that, but I, I was I was more happy than what I am this year. You've got mm. Mason Plumley, then you've got some guy named J.T. Thor. Like, <laughs> what a name. And What's that, his and name? Say it again. J.T. Thor, and that's J. our T. second Thor. stringer centre, which doesn't doesn't Get him a little Molnir or whatever and uh, yeah. shout out to the Marvel movies, you'll be set. <laughs> and like, I just, I've also, just a little bit of a downgrade, I want to see more of James Booknight too. Like, he's yeah. come in with a couple of games where Spark people luck. are sitting out, but yeah. I want to see him a bit more involved in the in actual having having minutes. So what did you give them, sorry, Larry? A B? a B. A B, a C plus from yeah. myself and Roke. I've given them a B and I think you guys have mentioned most of the things that I was going to mention anyway, but... Um, I just massive congratulations to the Hornets for bringing out the best in Miles Bridges to mm. see him come and sort of mature as a player. And he's will he be most improved this year? That's that's the question. I think he's got a very good case for it so mm. far. Started out the season on fire, um, but um, yeah, to be sitting, I guess, inside the top eight, I saw them as a team who would be around the eight to maybe ten mark. Yep. Um, so I think that's definitely a plus for them at this point. Ro, continue on on your good uh, your good track there, mate. Take us away with the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Now, I've, I've given them a flat A. Yeah. Um, they've been they've exceeded my expectations. We had a segment on the Chicago Bulls prior to the season. Thought they'd be a top six team. Certainly didn't think they'd be a top top three <sighs> team. And like particularly, a, I think they're leading the East at the moment. They are. They're sitting first at twenty five and ten. Twenty five and ten. Come off the back of miraculous efforts from Demar Derozan, who should well and truly be an MVP talks. And yep. I think we were discussing this before the pod. I don't think he's in the top. Well, Not in the, the top five as of today. It was yeah. uh, Durant, Giannis, mm-hmm. uh, Jokic, and Bede and Curry. Mm-hmm. I think they've gelled together extremely well. The, the other thing is, and I'll let you go in just no, a moment. No, just, no. <laughs> just the fact that they've done it without key personnel as well. Like the fact that they've had Pat Williams out. I know he's a young player, hasn't had much time on the you know, on the court this year. Um, Kobe White's been out for a little bit throughout the season. They've had all their players really kind of in and out, haven't they, they with have. COVID and injuries and things of the kind. They've been they've had games postponed. Yes. So they're one yep. of the teams that's been hit hardest. Yeah. Yep. No, exactly right. So uh, yeah, it took every bit in me not to give them an A+, but I think A-plus is just, yeah, you know, on another level and it takes a fair bit to get an A-plus, yeah. I feel. So A for me. Uh, likewise, I gave them a flat A. Yep. Um, again, to get an A-plus, it takes exceptional showing, which they're, they're not, they've not been far away. It's really True. been a tremendous effort. Um, what I've loved, or well, I guess my little downgrade is the fact that Vooch started yeah. really mm. quite slow, kind of figuring his way again in this team with some new stars. Starting to find his place a little bit more so now, finding some consistency. Um, so fair play there. But the biggest thing that's really stood out to me and what I've been so excited by, mm. they've got Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, both who are incredible scorers in their own rights, yet there's no sign of selfishness. There's no mm. sign of kind of a power struggle. Yep. You know, when one's cooking, that the other lets them go. Yep. And, you know, when it comes down the stretch, it's more often than not being DeMar who's been able to close out the games, as we saw, became the first player in NBA history with back-to-back game winners against mm. the Pacers and Wizards. <laughs> Incredible <laughs> stuff there last week. Um, but, you know, I, I've just loved the way they've gelled together. And they're both still getting their own. Both are averaging about, what is it, 26 points 
each game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really been exciting to see, loving what they're doing there in the Windy City. Yeah, I haven't got much to add to that. Mm-hmm. I just love how well-constructed their core is. They've got such an um, offensive output in Levine and DeRozan. They've got defense in Caruso and um, Lonzo. They've got everything. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Bulls are back, I think. Well and truly. Well and truly. And when was the last time they were? Like D-Rose. Uh, with D-Rose. But before that, it was like Jordan's era, right? <laughs> yeah, Not being much to uh, much to uh, boast about there in the Windy City, as yeah. I was saying. But uh, hopefully now, now's their time to potentially shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might take us away with Cleveland next. I've given yes. them a B plus. Mm-hmm. Currently sitting at sixth at twenty one and seventeen. Now I think pretty comfortably have been the feel good story of yeah. the season. Yeah. Um, you know they've battled with injuries here and there. Sexton set to miss the season uh, went out rather early. They've seen Rubio go down in the last couple of weeks, um, but I think they've really unearthed a few gems here. Darius Garland, we saw in uh, if you saw the actual full cast of All Star voting mm. right up there in the East. I think he's well fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's probably that. That key piece in the team now, but Mobley, I think, is favourite for Rookie of the Year. Yep. Incredible there. Jarrett Allen, Laurie Markman coming along as well in their own right. So exciting to see, though. K-Love. Oh, yeah. K-Love. Kevin Love, and oh. I think it's a testament. We said last week with JB Bickerstaff and his extension. Mm. I think it's a testament to what they're doing and building there in Cleveland. The mm. fact that he's back, happy, playing really, really good bowl again in that kind of offensive Sixth man option almost now. Yeah, um, it's really exciting and a lot of like twenty one and seventeen. I said, forgive me, mm, yeah, twenty one and seventeen. A lot of those games they've lost were really really close as well. Tight, yeah, you know, yeah. tight. Had it have not been for COVID, a couple of injuries, their record could be better than what it actually is. Spot yeah. on. Um, but you could make an argument for any team in that regard. But they've really been a. solid solid competitive mm. team. So I've given them a B plus. I'm gonna do it. My first A plus of <laughs> the entire daily dribble. An A plus. I think, I think this might be anyone's entire first A plus, and it got it. It comes from the fact that no one thought they would be there. I remember that there was a photo of all the players they had acquired um, in the off season prior to prior to the season starting, and you saw Jerry. You just saw all these players, and you're like, okay, that's good. They, they might be a bit of trouble. I did not think they'd be this much trouble. A plus. Um, Jared Allen is absolutely leveled up his offensive game. Mobley has a um, he's contending for rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Darius at Garland isn't only improving his offensive playmaking, but he's he's shooting as well. Ricky Rubio before he went down, I'd say was um, making a contender for like the best backup point guard in the league. Yep. And they're doing all this with Colin Sexton out, who crazy, who isn't just like some guy to snub off. I think it's time to go now. What they've shown, yeah, yeah, agree, I think yeah. they could get a yeah. wicked asset. Definitely. They probably don't need him now. No, no, um, and a- then a plus. And wow. then you say K Love. Like the only downfall would be like Markinen sometimes has a, a few yeah. off games, but <laughs> oh, I don't like that block. A plus. I picked me. him up in the fantasy the other week. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> oh, why. <laughs> don't know why. Oh, um, nevertheless, we're A plus. A plus. Our first A plus. Did we give the Bucks an A plus for their season ending 
for last season when they, they won the reckon, title? They would have been Close. on the on the, um, AA plus. On the edge of that. But, wow, um, Ro, what have you gone? Have you gone somewhere between that regard? I'll go with my second A, flat A of mm, the yeah. um, of the ranking so far. I've just been in terms of over exceeding expectations. They're probably the one who's exceeded my yeah. expectations the most. I just did not see this coming. Like, yeah. and, and as you mentioned before, Nick, the fact that. You know, they're sitting, what, six at the moment? Six at the moment. moment. They could be higher. They could be sitting around the fourth mark, Mm. if not for a few, you know, close games. A couple of close losses, yep. Um, And, you know, again, you've mentioned most things that I was about to mention already, but so many positives out of this year um, so far for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's, um, It's just... So good to see because I thought a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, you can easily picture a team, that small market team, not much hope. You can see players leaving. Um, Could it be they, enough to entice LeBron back? Well, I think, oh. was I mentioning this to you the other day? I you can't might, remember who well I was speaking I think to, so. But I was saying, what better time for LeBron if he wanted to make a return um, to end his career on a good team in Cleveland? Now's the time. But Cleveland aren't going to do that because they've got direction now. They're not just going to let LeBron come finish off here, you know? I and, I mean, they'd have to give up a lot of their yeah, core exactly. to get him on which is unfortunate. But, um, geez, they're on, their, they're on the way up. They've been incredible. We love to see it. Lee, a team we won't spend too long on, but the Detroit Pistons. I, I'm just giving them, like, I think a C minus. I'd try to show some compassion for them because they're not meant to be good, but there's not much you can say about them. Cade's been pretty pretty good for that number one pick. I thought Slow start coming along better now, yeah, isn't he? He is now. He's gained a bit more consistency. Um, not much to say on him. Grant, um, Grant, uh, been Grant, out for Grant a bit. Out. And so same with Olinick, who has proved to be a, a bit of a hot 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 spot, but um. C-minus. Mm. I've given them a C. Um, I've been semi-impressed with them. They've been, even like, they're currently sitting 14th, 7 and 30. They've been competitive in games. Even games yep. they've lost, which is 30 of them, which isn't ideal. But no more, you know, kind of evident than beating the Bucks during the week. That was a, that was a big showing from them. And, mm. um, you know, I think Cade's come along lately. But Sadiq Bay. This is the man. Yeah, I think been, there yeah. is a lot of reason for optimism and probably the reason why I've given them a C is a big doing part to him. He's been awesome the way his development's come along, not only in terms of a facilitating aspect, but a scoring output mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I think, you know, you put him, Cade, Grant, um, who else am I thinking? Who are these Isaiah others? Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, the beef Diallo. stew there, Diallo. Not Killian Hayes. No, Killian. no, no. He doesn't quite fit in there. He's but... on the shit list for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's in there. He's in there after I predicted rookie of the year just about for him, him and Halliburton. <laughs> Um, Halliburton being good. Yeah, he's been good. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I gave him a C in large due in part to the fact that he's been awesome, Sadiq Bay. So a C there for me. Yeah, flat C for me as well. You know, what what more can you say? Like, they're sitting at 7 and 30 at the moment, which isn't ideal, but it's to be expected. And the fact that they've had Jeremy Green out for large parts of this season so far, who's arguably one of their main, if not their main, offensive option at the moment. He would be their main, yep. Others have stepped up. It's um, it's fairly good signs for them despite their record. Go fourth row with Indiana then. Indiana. um, Oh, dear. for, For me, they've got a flat D. Um, I, um, they're not one of these teams who I necessarily thought would be, um, you know, top six or yeah. contending for, for the championship, but I certainly thought they'd be in and around the picture for a team player. Team spoken spot. about, there's so much potential there. So much potential. Um, they've just, they've just haven't got the job done so mm-hmm. far this season. Um, I, 
made the bad call a few weeks ago, I think it was, of saying that they're a team who I think might be on the way back up. I've watched a fair few of their games over the last few weeks. They do not look good. They they're not look, coming they, back they, up. They, they look... They look like a team who deserves to be bottom four at the end of the season, despite the players that they have mm. on paper. I mean, they have so many backbones, yeah. players that could be considered backbones, and I've given them a D as well. Mm. So have um, I. Yep. You have as well. Um, triple Ds. Triple Ds, but no, they've been they've been got off. And I think it comes along with Miles Turner not being too happy with his role. Which time enough. to go. It's yeah. time to go. Time I've got that go, here but, in my notes. But also, it's time for pretty much them all to go. Maybe keep one, but I think it's time to blow it up. No, it's time for Turner to go. Yep. <laughs> um, they suck away from home. Mm. Um, what are they? You know, oh no, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. They suck away sorry. from home. <laughs> at, at home, they're 500. So at home, that's not ideal. But away from home, they're 3 and 15. So away yeah. from oh, home, yeah. they are just awful. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said, no time for Turner to go. Absolutely. I think that horse has been flogged enough. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you reckon, Ro, when you said they might come up? It's like they've gone to the beach with cinder blocks tied to their legs <laughs> and they've just walked in. They're not coming back up. Uh, the only good thing I think that could be taken out of this season is Duarte. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been awesome, the rookie there. Um, but apart from that, not much to like. And so. it doesn't even matter that Sabonis is filling up the stat sheet. Like He's still averaging 18 and 11 and 4, but it's not going nowhere. translating into wins. And so. might I might add, that's, that's less than last year from what he was averaging, and yeah. that's probably because he's he's not happy as well. Well, Lee, take us away then with the Miami Heat. Miami Heat, I've given them an A-. And I, I've said this throughout um, the the existence of the podcast, but they have the best okay. next man up mentality in the league, and they they do this year without a doubt by far, and it's not even close. Bam and Butler have been out um, countless games, whether it be with COVID or or any niggling injuries, and mm. it's not only like Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero and like PJ Tucker have stood up. I'm talking about Dwayne Dedman. Max Struess, I'm talking about Gabe Vincent. I'm talking about this guy. Say, say the other name, yeah. You Omar Yurtseven. Yeah. And also yes. like people like Caleb Martin from the Hornets. These guys are all off the bench and they've stood up. In say it for me one more time. Yurtseven, Omar Yurtseven. Omar He has been unreal. Him and Max Struess yeah. have been absolute found money. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. And it, it makes you think, what are these guys going to be like at like full strength? Mate. You know? I've given them a B, currently sitting fourth at 24 and 15. Mm. Before he went down with injury, COVID, forgive me, uh, Jimmy Butler playing at an MVP level. He looked awesome through mm. the first couple of weeks of the season. The pickup of Kyle Lowry is huge. Yep. And we forget we're still waiting on Oladipo to come yeah. back. Who oh knows what God. shape he might be in. I oh. think, you know, I've got here at the end of the season, you know, once everything, all their chips are laid out in the, out in the table, mm. everyone's healthy, hopefully, fingers crossed. They are a legitimate, legitimate title contender, like a real genuine threat to the, you know, the Bucks, the Nets from the West, whoever you look at there, the, the Warriors. They are a legitimate threat, and I think, you know, they've got it on all ends of the floor. On the defensive end, you've got Jimmy, Kyle, PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. The offen- You know, you want threes, you've got Duncan Robertson, PJ yep. Tucker in the corner. Um, you know, you've got a quality big man in Bam. You've got just veteran leadership, you know, Jimmy, Bam, uh, not so much Bam, but PJ Tucker, Lowry. You know, they've got such a well-rounded team and they've got depth now, as you just mentioned, some yeah. of those players. 
They are in a wicked position. So I've given them a B for now, but I think they're a genuine, genuine threat. I've given them an A minus. Um, I could not agree more with that. They're a team at the end of the year once they've regained a few of these players who have been out for extended periods so far, and some players who haven't even played a game. Yeah. Old Depot, as you mentioned. They're a team that if you're finishing in the playoffs, whatever position you're at, you do not want to see Miami Heat in the first round <laughs> because I think they're a team at full strength who I have full confidence that they could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And once they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, if they do, um, I think that they're more than capable yep. with the players that they have at full strength to make it all the way. And Absolutely. to do this, to, finish, to be at fourth at the moment without having Bam Adebayo, who's such an integral part mm. of that team for large parts of this season. Jimmy for lots. Jimmy as well. He's the well, he's the heart. But, yes. you know, having the heart and the backbone out of the mm. team for large periods and still sitting at fourth in the East, crazy. I might go with the Milwaukee Bucks then. Yep. Uh, currently sitting third at 25 and 15. I've given them a B minus. Okay. Now, I think, again, another team somewhat like the Nets that still kind of feels in first gear a little bit. This isn't a knock at all. They're just going about their business mm. nicely. Which is um, fine, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They've struggled a little bit. They've not, uh, bar the first game where he went down, uh, they've not seen Brooke Lopez. So they've mm. really been playing out without a legitimate center. Bobby Portis. Tremendous, incredible this season. His consistency has been awesome. Um, You know, and I think, no, I'll just say, I don't really think anyone can stop Giannis. Mm. Like, we've, are we kind of almost devaluing what he's doing because he's a two time MVP, uh, defensive player of the year? He's the finals MVP now. They've just won won a title. I kind of feel like he's almost not been looked at as highly as he should be for what he's doing. But my big point is, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Please do. We'll Anyone do. out there, please do. I almost think that Drew Holiday is now their number two as opposed to Chris Middleton. Almost, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. think that what he's doing, not only defensively, because we all know how how good he is on that end of the floor, mm-hmm. his playmaking, but also now his offensive output mm-hmm. in terms of points as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's really got a legitimate case to be their number two. He's a guy who, at the moment, I'd probably rely on more than more. Chris Middleton. And his consistency has been a lot better this season. Middleton, I don't think, has really found his straps he yet. Hasn't. So, you know, I think there could be a case made for that, but I've yeah. given them a B-. minus. Mm. I've given them a, a A, a flat-out A, um, and that pretty much goes for everything you said. All their players, um, <laughs> that's happened to me last episode, oh. but... Despite how good, despite how good all of them are, they continue to improve and expand their game. I've seen Giannis been adding like a little cheeky like turnaround jumper into his game, which I like. Like you said, Drew's always been a terrific, outstanding defender. He's been a formidable playmaker. He's never really been someone who puts up numbers in terms of points, and this year he Mm -hmm. is. Middleton. He's, he hasn't been bad, but he's it's still... It's the fairest wheel, isn't it? He's Is just that still streaky, yeah. Like, he's kind of, you know, he's about a quarter way up at the minute. You know there's that hope that, you know, he's going to come mm. to the top of the ferris wheel. He's, he's going to be dropping 30 out. points. But yep. there's also that chance that, you know, the gears might have got stuck yep. there and he's, he's kind of stuck in limbo there, yep. not doing a real lot. So, and then he's, you get the full experience with him. You love yep. him. You hate him. You mm. you want to put him on the trade block straight away. You think yep. he's going to have a statue built for him. You just don't know <laughs> what you're going to get with yeah. this guy. So, Agreed. And then Bobby Porter, he's, he's just 
put himself out there as that um, starting centre. Just for any of our YouTube uh, watchers out there, who can get their eyes the biggest, do you think, out of us three? Who can get the best Bobby Portis oh, kind of, oh, I guess, eyes. comparison? Like, how, how big can you get them? <laughs> wow, Ro, that's quite good, Lee. That's yeah, really that good from good you. Yeah, I'll that. take an L. Well done, fellas. <laughs> uh, Ro, what have you given the Bucks there? Oh, look, the Bucks. Look, if, if it was after the first 20 games of the season... Would have given them a D. They started yeah. off. The, they started, and that's the why year. I didn't give them as highly. It was a poor start. They started off the year quite slowly, quite horrendously, really. Um, given the fact that they was obviously champions the year before, um, they've, clawed, they've clawed their way back ever since then, and to finish be at third in the East at yep. the moment is an incredible effort. Um, I've given them a flat B. Um, so, so, like, probably if they'd been at where they are at the moment throughout the course of the season, they may. Have even snuck into an A minus, but I think the fact that they started off the year slowly, you've got to, do, um, you know, a few points come off their ranking. So, yeah, flat B. Fellas, we're nearly an hour into the pizza. We've still got five teams to go. So, Ro, what have you got for the New York Knicks? Uh, the New York Knicks, um, I've given them a D. Um, just for the simple fact that they. They almost well. They did surprise us last year. They they shocked us. They were one of those teams who I don't know how, but they clawed their way into the playoffs and then home court. Home court. And, You're kidding. And this, so far this season, they've just been lackluster on all all sides of things. What are they sitting at the moment? They're sitting at tenth in the East. Tenth at nineteen and twenty. Nineteen and twenty. Some of their key players haven't been great either. Like, like how many times? Has Tibbs just dragged the starters, all starting five, and put on yep. the bench, and the bench have clearly outplayed the starters because the starters have been horrible. Exactly right. I mean, Julius Randle, like, you look at his box scores, and, I mean, some people would say it's decent, but I think I think he's been down on what we've seen in the past. All-star last season, he's really taken a bit of a dip, and just with his... Actual efficiency as well. His efficiency has been off. Derek Rose has been injured for extended parts of the season. Kemba Walker, he's bounced back a little bit lately, but he was out of the rotation at one point, which is not ideal for a guy who's gone for more opportunity as well. Um, Crazy going from kicked out, from starting to out of yeah. not only like the whole rotation, not on the bench, out of the rotation, then back to Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Now with out again once with COVID, so they've teased everyone, I think, and they've and you know now they're sitting where I think most people probably thought they would have been sitting last year. When you say teased, probably the best analogy for all the fans out there for New York fans is Blue Balls, isn't it? They have been teased <laughs> is, yes, so yeah. often. They they started the season. I gave them uh, what did I give them? I gave them a D plus, and now I nearly gave them a B. Just for the pure fa- <laughs> the, that the pure fact that they started their season, they had that double OT win versus the Celtics, and we got one of the greatest moments of all time. That's not only tra- it's transcended basketball fans; it's gone viral all around the world. The Bing Bong moment. Oh, what yes. an incredible, you know. And I kind of, for all money, thought with their uh, their kind of off season signings, mm. that moment. At Madison Square Garden, absolutely rocking. They were topping the East for the first week or two there. Yep. Um, it has really come crashing back to earth rather quickly. So I've given them a D plus. Yep. Um, you know, it's, I think their starters have been ordinary. As I said, they've been dragged more times than I care to count. <laughs> um, it's really it's been a funny season because expectations were high, and they continued that on to start the season. As I said, that double OT win. The whole place was absolutely rocking. Those mm, those fans it. were just 
It's like they were all on drugs after the game. It was incredible to see. It was awesome to see. To be fair, they probably were. Well, true. (laughs) And we love to see it. We love seeing New York do well because it's good for the league. Um, But they've really come crashing back to earth quickly. So, and I I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's the Mm. thing. There's no explanation for it, which... which They didn't really lose any pieces. Like, they brought in Kemba. They brought in Fournier. It's like they just came back, or especially Julius Randle just came back to earth. Yeah, you know, like um, they certainly surpassed expectations and what yeah. we expected out of them last season. So I think now they're just kind of regressing to the mean a little more. So I, I gave him a D minus, but I've got yeah. a theory that makes me think in terms of Julius Randle, has he come back to earth ever since that blowout in the um, playoffs against the Hawks? I just think, to be honest, I just think he was, well, he was a driving force behind the fact that they performed so well last year. He's sort of, he sort of, um, what's the word, regressed, gone yep. back a little bit. And as a result, the New York, New York Knicks have gone with him. Um, Something that's just popped into my mind. Maybe, you know how hard Tibbs works, all these stars. Maybe he's tired. He's, Maybe they're all, to, all, all the starters getting flogged. Oh, uh, well, there's no explanation for, like, Evan Fournier. He's been absolutely terrible. and uh, He has been. He, he has been. Recency bias would say he's the best player in the league at the moment after <laughs> what he did yesterday against the Celtics. He oh. dropped, was it 10 threes? Oh, I don't care. He was incredible. Ten threes doesn't help like zero point games in the past. So um, just on. quickly, do you reckon the fact that they've had so much expectation on them this year, whereas last year I think they came into the season with many people thinking they wouldn't, you know, be finishing as anywhere near as high as they did. 100%. Do you reckon that's impacted them? Because we've I think we've it said, has. haven't we, so often that Madison Square Garden, like it is the mecca of basketball. When they're doing well, the fans are rocking. They are. Yeah. So there is, and the expectations have increased considerably with what they did last season. Um, you know, I certainly think the uh, the natives are restless, but uh, nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, should I say, we'll push forth, Lee, another quick one here, the Orlando Magic. What have you got I for really, us, mate? I really don't care about Orlando Magic. I gave them a C-. The only notes, and this has just been being honest, I have for them is Bright Spots, Cole, Wagner, and Bamba. But it, to pick one of those to talk about, Wagner has been absolutely yep. outstanding. He's yep. exceeded my expectations. Um, for where's he? Where's he from? A white guy Germany? from from Germany coming into the league. Wagner. That sounds Wagner. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably why like um, Luka Doncic took people by such surprise. When you get just these players from overseas coming into the league, they're um, very wide in pigmentation. <laughs> You think, geez, where's this guy gonna go? But he's proved he's proved dividend. <laughs> I'll go oh, next. we're on that train, are we? The white train. I'll go next. Um, Goodness, I, there's I, no white LeBron, is there? I've I've actually given them a um, flat C. Um, I think due to the simple fact, as you're mentioning, Bugner as well, yeah. wherever he's from, he's been really good, and he's right in contention for Rookie of the Year at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're sitting. You know, right fifteenth at seven and thirty-two. Just for anyone out there that cares about Orlando, and I mean, at the end of the day, who thought that they wouldn't be there? I think yeah. many people thought that they would be there. That's what we're expecting. But I'll tell you what, we certainly weren't expecting Wagner to be so good at this point of the season. So um, flat C for me. And don't forget, no Jalen Suggs. Yeah, that. yep. And he, I think he went before Wagner as well. So we've still got that to look forward to. Well, there you go. Likewise, mm. seen just enough of Suggs to warrant, um, you know, I think give him, you know, show enough to endorse that pick, should I say. So that's good. Wagner, great. Um, you know, nothing expected, so you can't be upset. The, mm. the one thing that I've been pleased about, Cole Anthony's been great, 
But the fact, the big question coming into the season was how they would go with their dilemma between Mo Bamba or Carter Jr. There. Mm. Um, hey, why not both? Yeah. <laughs> They're playing both now, and they seem to be both be going all right, power forward, center role, and not kind of clashing with one another too much. So yeah. I think that's been a positive that they've been able to iron that out. Yeah. Both are happy. Both are starting. Both are getting paid. So. Well, and also we're forgetting not only Jalen Suggs is out, but Marco Fultz is out, and also Jonathan Isaac. Yes. I think he's true. going to be great. I can't wait to see him get back. He's yeah. a talent. I don't Isaac. think they're going to be great when he no. gets back, but they're gonna they're gonna be better than they are now. Jesus Christ! Enough Orlando talk. Yes. I'll I'll go with Philly there, lads. I've got them C plus. Fifth, sitting fifth at 21 and 16. Very, very, very slow start to the season, like a lot of teams out there. Um, but the return of Embiid has coincided with their kind of, I guess, climbing of the standings. Mm. Um, back into MVP conversation, Embiid there. So phenomenal stuff there. Mm. Um, you know, they've been much better away from home. So mm. the Philly fans saw them the other day with Tobias Harris. They were really booing him when yeah. he missed a mm. shot. Um, he made a shot later in the game and started cheering him, and he said, don't cheer for me. Yeah, I don't yeah. want your applause. So, yeah. you know, it is a hard place to kind of endear yourself. We've seen in the past Embiid fall out with the fans. Pretty much everyone falls out with the fans there. Yeah. Um, my big point, I think, I think Danny Green's time's up. Now, I'm not basing this on what he did yesterday. He had one of the rare games <laughs> in history. I think it was, was a 24 minutes he yeah. played. Uh, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero just everything, pretty much nothing. Uh, today we saw him in their game. Forgive me, I forget who it was against. I think it was the Spurs. Yep. Um, we saw him relegated to the bench. Tyrese Max, uh, not Tyrese Maxi, should I say, Thibault. Yes. Came into the starting lineup, which I love. Uh, his defensive presence is going to be on clamps. Where are they sitting? Fifth. Fifth in the... In the okay. East. Yeah. Do you want me to write it down? No, it's all good. Got it nodded in here. There you go. You sure? <laughs> yeah. All right. So they're fifth. So I think that's great. Um, I think if they can turn him into more of a two-way player, a little more on the offensive end, like defensive-wise, he is going to be an absolute force mm. over the next five, ten years. So, you know, I think they're building. Um, I don't think they're they're certainly in that not in that top bracket of title contention, but mm. they're a team again to be feared and still. With the uncertainty of what they would get in a Ben Simmons package, mm. there's still uh, there's still scope for growth there. Mm. I've I've given them a flat B. Um, what you just touched on there, Nick, um, not having Ben Simmons like what an, an all star and a guy who provides so much, except for late game baskets to <laughs> put his team up in the playoffs. That's oh. about it. But um, I think the the fact that they're still sitting at fifth in the East at the moment, um, with Embiid out for certain periods throughout the season. Um, I think they've been valiant, to be honest. Tyrese Maxey's really led that, hasn't he? He's been a bright spark, and he's mm. got to be up there in most improved, I would have thought, as well. Yep. So, yeah, I've, I've given him a B-plus this time around. B-plus? Oh, it's one one point up from row. Um, they're, <laughs> they're sitting fifth. They're evidently playing well without Ben Simmons, but it's not to say they're not struggling without him and um, um, he's not effective because you should see how hard they're playing. Like, I don't know how many 76ers games you've been watching, but they're, they're playing. I feel like they're playing harder than they've ever played and everyone's had to stand up. Um, but they, they do need a point guard who can assist um, Joel Embiid and kind of get some passes into the lane to him. Cause he well, can... I think Seth Curry's been better lately on that facilitating yeah, he's, end. He's, he's starting to clock to some up. assists and start to do a little bit more, a little more versatile as opposed to just being a spot-up shooter mm-hmm. as of late. Yeah. 
so there could be a little bit of room for growth there for him. In terms of playing hard, they're just playing with a chip on their shoulder, yeah. I reckon. that particularly, And it's all come from the fact that Ben Simmons has sort of publicly said that he wants out of that franchise. Yeah. They're, they're saying, look, okay, fair enough, but <laughs> look what we're going, going to do. So Exactly. I think they've been good. Uh, Lee, what have you got for the Toronto Raptors? We've got two teams to go, lads. Let's I, get through them. I gave him a B. Um, yep. Dragon, he's still out for personal reasons. I don't, he's not coming back I don't know where, franchise. He, where he is. He's, he's out, I reckon. So he's I'm going to start on the bad things. Chris Boucher has let me down. I don't know if it's because Nick Nurse hates him and doesn't give him minutes. <laughs> but when he does come on, he's been pretty awful. Precious Achua, I like him as a player, but I don't know what his role is and what he's trying to get out of being at the Raps because, um, yeah, I, I don't know with him. But with the rest, though, now, there is upside. Fred Van Vliet, I, I feel like, by the way, this season they're just trying to figure it out. Fred yep, Van Vliet is trying to figure out how to become a leader. And he's doing... How to be a star. How to be a star as well. I think he had, like, a, what, 30, 40-something point triple-double the other 30 day. 30-something point triple-double, yep. Um, Pascal Siakam is working on his defense, which I like to see. Scotty Barnes, he's also, along with Wagner, in contenders for Rookie of the Year. He got a, there was a bit of flack... For that pick, wasn't Why? there? As oh, yeah. opposed to being yeah. a pick mm. above Jalen Suggs. But he's, yeah. I think, earned his stripes now as yeah. well. Well, yeah. I, I expected them at the start of the season to just have no direction without Lowry, with the loss of Lowry. But um, they're looking promising, and I like watching their apps this year. Yeah, likewise, I've given them a flat B, sitting 7th at 18 and 17. Another team, another one of these teams, a very, very slow start, but in the last... Probably month. They have been considerably better. Coincided mm. with Van Vliet returning, Siakam returning. Uh, Van Vliet's been excellent as of late. Um, I don't think he's a superstar player, but I think he's a star player. And yeah. I think if yep. you're pairing with another star in Siakam, you put enough pieces around them, Gary Trent Jr., yeah. um, you know, these other players, I think there's enough there I, that you, they're going to give you headaches, I think, mm. in the playoffs. If they, mm. Should they make it, which I. It's hard, isn't it? It's because debatable. they're sitting seventh. You look at the teams under them, you still see a higher ceiling for the Celtics, for the Hawks. The Knicks, you could flip a coin. Maybe. Uh, the Hornets are below them at the minute, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if they're going to stay there, well and good. But, uh, you know, I've been tremendously impressed with what they've done in the last month. Um, they're, they're playing hard, and that's all yep. you can ask for. Uh, they've not thrown in the tower. You've seen some of these players, these younger players, Malachi Flynn, Gary Trent Jr., et cetera, et cetera, getting a bit of game time and, and playing well. So, you know, things you love to see. You do. I've given them a B-plus as well um, for the simple fact that, I mean, towards the start of the season, as you mentioned, Nick, very, very slow start. And I think we yeah. even have an, had an episode where we said, would you prefer, if you were the Raptors, to just trade away your star players, either yeah. Van Vliet, Siakam, and go for that high draft pick? Or would you rather power on with these guys and see what happens? They've powered on and they're reaping the rewards of it so far. Like, I think, I th- well, particularly myself, I didn't see the improvement coming. I thought that they'd maybe stay and plateau for the rest of the season. I yep. certainly didn't think that both Siakam and Van Vliet would be there um, yep. long term. But they've, they've proved a lot of people wrong and I'm happy to be proved wrong in this case. Last team, last but not least by any means, Ro, what have you got for the Washington Wizards? They are currently sitting ninth at 19 and 19. Yeah, oh, they're a tough one. I've given them a C+. Plus. Um, 
So they're sitting sort of on or around the mark that I thought they would be at the start of the season. Yep. I've given them a bit of a plus, though, because I like what they've done with a few of these guys who whose careers had... We hadn't written off, but they've... Might have plateaued a little bit. Yeah, might have plateaued. I'm, I'm particularly talking about Kyle Kuzma. He's been super impressive this yes. year. A guy who... Another he, candidate for most improved, I, I think. I reckon he's His last month as well, phenomenal. Got to be up there. Got to be up there. He's... Got him in my fantasy team, so I've been keeping a very close eye on him. But he's been absolutely um, incredible at times this year. He's yep. been a 35 and 10 player at certain times. Um, so, I mean, the team overall, they're sitting around nine. That's where I expected them to be. However, the, I guess the improvement in some of their individual players has been um, really impressive. Started the season red hot. They were leading the league. They were yeah. really, not only the East, they were leading the league. They were on fire mm-hmm. for a yeah, while there. Incredible stuff. Um, they've cooled down as of late. You know, I don't think Bill has quite, I guess, hit his final form. Yeah. We're no. seeing a little more playmaking this season as opposed to out-and-out scoring. So I, I think they're still in a kind of working things out phase. Yeah. Um, now, just quickly, we spoke about this just before we came on, bro, just before mm. we came on air. I think I'm almost happy to say, you know, he could turn it around. He's still young, but I think Denny Advia mm. is almost a bust. That guy is infuriating to watch. Mm, he, um, is. he has not lived up to the hype. I know you were, you were high on him when you were a, a Wizards fan. He's a good defender. He's a good defender. He's very frustrating, and he's kind of like Boogie Cousins in the sense you just know he's going to pick up early fouls. Um, <laughs> I, he frustrates me a lot. But uh, And likewise, I think Bertans, once he's back, needs to show he's worth the money he's on. Yeah, he's yeah. been very, very disappointing. Yeah. I think it'll help when they get Rui back. Yeah. That guy's a star both ends of the floor. Um, especially on the defensive end. But I think there's enough there, especially with Kuzma coming on. He's been awesome this year, mm. loving what he's doing. If Bill can fire, he can get some you know, spot-up three-point shots from Caldwell Pope there. There's a, there's enough to like. They're pretty much where I thought they'd be. Yeah, um, I, I hope they make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, they're a team I find fascinating to watch, so I'm looking forward to seeing how the back half of their season turns out. Yeah. Lee? I gave him a C+. Plus. Um, I'm a bit. I'm not disappointed because the start of their season was white hot, absolutely amazing. But mm. I just, I don't know why, but I had faith in that they'd keep, keep going. running with it and not stay from from like one to four. But maybe they did have a bit of COVID trouble, didn't four, they? With five, Bill going months. out hurt. But also in saying that, some of their um, skill set has deteriorated from the start of the season. Their, their defense isn't looking nowhere near as good. Everyone, to be honest, is pretty shooting at a pretty low percentage, which yeah. I'd like to see pick up. Um, and if they want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to pick up these these little these little nigglers. Mm. Say that one more time. What, what, what's it called, niggles? Wait, can you repeat that last sentence? <laughs> I want to check the table on that. Wait, what was the sentence? These little nigglers. What did you say? What, what was the sentence? What context was it again? I'm like, oh, what, what was it? What's that saying? Well, wait, what are you trying to say? Like, need to, need to, like... Iron out these little niggles or these little kinks or, <laughs> wait, these little nigglers. What? I'm sweating. Oh, mate, you have, we have had it. Here we go. We you've are almost, deep in the page. You've almost drowned the podcast oh. single hand. <laughs> these little nigglers. Um, yeah. Repeat, no. Yeah, it's good. We What's are, the saying? What's the saying? I don't know what you're saying, mate. I reckon you just leave while you're... I think, I, think oh. I was meant to say they need to niggle out these little, like, 
Is that a word? Oh, niggles. Mate, let's just move yeah. on. Little niggles. Niggles is, yeah, you're in trouble, mate. We're in trouble. <laughs> Guys, we are oh, well and truly no. deep in the piece. We've crossed out 15 Eastern Conference teams. record button. For oh. any of our audio listeners out there on podcast, that's my apologies. I've just kicked out the mic. Wow. Oh, I, I, this is, it, it is niggle. Okay. Okay. Not nigglers. Yes, no. be clear about that next <laughs> There we go. Poor, so, slight, but persistence, annoyance, discomfort, or anxiety. Okay. Gee, if you guys These are still niggles. with us, you're still listening this deep into the piece. Fair play to you. Uh, it's been some episode from technical difficulties at the start to yes. vocal issues at the end. Uh, we've had it all on this episode, but guys, we've loved doing these gradings. As I said at the start of the segment and the top of the show, we would love to hear what you think, where we went right, where we went wrong with our gradings. Let us know. We'd love to hear it. You can get in touch with us via our socials, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Send us a DM. We're always willing to have a chat. We love hearing from you guys. For sure. Uh, big shout out once again to the Spotlight Sports Network. Yep. Our episode will be airing on Wednesday morning there, so check them out on the YouTube there. Um, fantastic stuff. We appreciate being part of the team. Lads, we've got the Western Conference next week. You looking forward to it? Yeah, I am. I look. I, I, I like this one more, I think, even though we haven't done the other one. The East has been quality this year. I haven't given so many A's ever in my life, so... No, but West will... West will be good too. There'll be a bit Brilliant. of variance, I reckon. Absolutely. I, reckon I think was, so. We're, we're sort of on the same page, I reckon. For a lot of it. There's a few where we differed slightly, yeah. but I think the West might really uh, shake things up a little bit. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Rightio. Wind Guys, massive episode. We're nearly... This is one of our longer episodes. So what are we at? Nearly 80 minutes. That's awesome. Good That's awesome. Man. Good stuff there, guys. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the show. Stay up to date with all of our socials for when the latest news from the NBA and NBL breaks. We can't wait to hit you up with another massive episode next week. Till then, love you, bye.